All right, welcome to the latest edition of WARP in Cincinnati. Trent Rosecrans of The Athletic are with you. Trent, how we doing? Mm, we're awake. How are you? We're <laughs> yeah, I'll say it, probably somewhere in a similar area, but you know what? As this goes on, the coffee will continue to course through my veins, and that means that hopefully we'll get we'll get better. So, so don't go away just yet. Okay, we, we actually have a lot to get to. Yeah. Um, we actually have a lot to get to. My coffee um, is I, low. You got, <laughs> uh, we have – well, the Reds won a few games, so that yeah, perked up some spirits around the, the city of people that were really on edge about everything after that vicious 2-5 and five start. Um, so we, I want to dive into a couple of things from the, the last couple of days and, and what we're looking at going forward. Um, I want to bring in – we're going to hear from Joey Votto from uh, Monday night's game because it was – Joey Votto? Good. Joey, it was Joey Votto. Yeah, he was doing his Votto thing. Um, after a big night for him with the two-run home run – um, to game-winning two-run home run, I should say, um, and we've got just you know there's there's a lot of developments and interesting things I think that are starting to happen as the season goes on. Some scary, some more optimistic, uh, worth diving into. I, let's um, I want to kind of start with Sonny Gray and Trevor Bauer as a just kind of as a whole, and I don't and I don't mean that throw Castillo and the other guys out but I mean just to focus on them they've been good so dominant (laughs) and Trevor and Trevor I really enjoyed his whole weekend like I just (laughs) it was the full Trevor Bauer experience was it not like if you if you were going to employ Trevor Bauer this is what it looks like that's if you want to put it two days in a nutshell he's going to angrily tweet things at like other teams, maybe the commissioner, he's going to have all kinds of issues and frustrations and mouth off in a Zoom, and then he's going to pitch a, a gem. You know, that that's kind of just the way it is. That's the welcome to the Trevor Bauer experience. Yeah. No, it's um, it's something. Um, it's good. <laughs> it's good if you have my job. Um, that's true. That is a uh, positive. No, he was. Yeah, he he was it was full on Trevor Bauer, and uh, I think the Reds will take it because he was so good on Sunday, and 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 that is not easy. You know, I asked um, Tyler Malley about that too, and it's just like you know, I, I you watch how he warms up, and so that he did that whole warm up, he does an intense warm up, he did that Saturday, and that that is something, and that's it's not only. It's interesting. It's not, I think we kind of saw that with Sonny Gray. Sometimes that routine is so important and it's, it's physical for, for Trevor Bauer, of course, but it's also mental. You know, you have to psych yourself up to do this. And Trevor is a guy who plays a lot of mind games with himself. I I think he would agree with that, um, that he psychs himself up and he had to do that two days in a row. And it's just a lot of mental energy especially when you're used to kind of doing it on this certain other cycle to do it two days in a row mentally and physically is, is, is really impressive. And in what he did, as he noted, you know, the Tigers did throw their scheduled starter from Saturday. He went through the warmups too, and he didn't go Sunday. 
And then not only did he did Trevor go, but he went seven innings, um, which n- nobody had gone seven innings for this Red Staff yet this year. And Trevor did it in a game that only lasted seven innings, so it was a CG, which is uh, pretty pretty impressive. And he was just dominant, just dominant. And crosses over the hundred pitch mark and basically says, "Don't you dare take me out." And I, and I think that's there's a mindset to that, um, you know, that is very interesting set against the way David Bell and a lot of managers like to manage. Uh, but, you know, and, and credit David Bell for letting the guy just go, being like, look, this is who he is. This is where he is at today. And he doesn't want to come out. We'll, we'll let him roll with it. Uh, but, you know, all those things you talked about and you throw on the attitude of you better not take me out. I mean, it's it's just, uh, again, it's the full Trevor Bauer experience. Yeah, and, and, and I think that is – I don't even want to get on the uh, David Bell pulls everybody too early since um, Red Starters have kind of gone longer than most everybody else too. Yeah, um, that's just something you got to look at, uh, and, and especially we have seen a spate of pitching injuries. So the question is, is it even wise to go to a hundred pitches at this point because of the unique circumstances of this season? And that's why I'm just completely dumbfounded. I, I was, you know. I had Twitter on Sunday, um, mistake one, and it's just like, oh, why did he pull Anthony DiSclefani? And I was like, wait, wait, what? What? They're going to lose because he pulled Anthony DiSclefani. It's just him doing it again. It's like, no, 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 no. Don't you – haven't you noticed every – all these pitching injuries over this year? Anthony DiSclefani is a guy who just came off the injury list after being hurt with – and he went pretty deep for that situation. Yeah, no, like I, I just, I didn't even engage on that because it was just so blatant to me that I, I couldn't, I couldn't wrap my head around that being an actual criticism. But you know, yeah. So, uh, but yeah, no. I think that again shows how difficult it was to do exactly what what trevor bauer did on sunday exactly um sunny gray is looking like sunny gray from last year uh, he's uh, looking like sunny gray from from oakland you know where he was yeah, like maybe better the, yeah <clears throat> i i he, he i think he looks better than he did last year which is saying yeah. something because he you know i think i had him fifth on my cy young ballot last year the i mean he the, you know, there's this the stat what of the 20 strikeouts in your first two starts you've got both these guys have done it it's a absolute rarity i mean it's it's a haley's comet type stuff i mean where you're seeing the way that they're pitching together it's early it's just the very beginning and it, you know you any jumping to conclusions in in any area even a shortened season is too much but the the point that I think has been proven because the Trevor Bauer question mark was the one that we brought up a bunch. And, but what it, this is why, because the upside of what it looks like if you have these two guys and then Castillo in the, in a year that's going to be defined by these playoff series that are are shorter um, too, you, you know, you're going to basically be able to have these guys pitch these three pitch every game 
in 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 in, in an expanded postseason. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's these guys are proven when they're on and when they look like they do, they're it's tough to beat, especially when you get a little bit of offense, and that's why there's such high expectations because this is what it looks like. You need one swing from Joey Votto and one from Nick Castellanos, and you win. You know, and and when you have these guys on the mound when they can, when they have this kind of upside, the Reds are a scary team in a postseason format because of the high end of of their pitching staff. When it looks like this, when guys pit, and these are guys that have all had roller coasters, all of them. But if they're all riding the top of the roller coaster, then you see how it could happen. You see how it could happen, and it looks like it looked the last couple of days. Here, here's the thing. You know how good this pitching has been, the starting pitching has been? We are this long into this pod, and you just mentioned Nick Castellanos for the first time. Right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, who's, who's just a destroyer of baseball. So, so okay, so uh, my friend Pedro Mora uh, covers the Dodgers for us. In spring, Pedro and I were talking about the Nick Castellanos contract, and and Pedro was like, I don't know. I think they overpaid. And I said, listen, it's a one-year deal. And that was my thought. It's like, I don't know if you can overpay on a one-year deal. He's like, well, you know, he's not going to opt out because I don't think he'll get it. I go, I, th- I think he'll opt out. Now, not too long ago, and, and so we made a bet. I don't remember what it was. It was like 10 bucks or 20 bucks. I, I can't imagine I bet more than 20 bucks. I, I really can't imagine I bet more than 10 because I, I thought bet. you only dealt in hundreds. Yeah, no, I no, no. that was yes, like... yes. Uh, the decimal point is usually it's 1.00. Yes, is usually my bet. I'm a big one dollar <laughs> bet fan, but anything over yeah. than that, it's too rich for my blood. So, so we made a thing, a bet. I think it was 10 bucks about like whether he would opt out after I think Pedro even gave me two years in the first two years. And I was pretty adamant. Well, I would say about a month and a half ago, I was like, well, Pedro, could uh, I buy you out of that bet pretty early? I'll just give you $5 now. Right now. Right now. And, and we're done. Yeah. And he's like, nope. He's like, you shouldn't. And then I get a text last night before the run, I think. I think this was before the game started. It was like from Pedro saying, looks like you're going to win that bet. Um, and I mean, right now, Nick Castellanos looks really, really good. Really good. I mean, he even looks like a bargain. Yeah. I mean, NL player of the week. Uh, and he's just, he's just killing the ball every time he swings it. Um, and five home runs in 10 games, five home runs in 10 games, which is a good pace. That would be 30 for the uh, season. For those that follow history. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, could be some would have been some kind of record if you put it out over eighty one. Yeah, uh, yeah, that'd <laughs> be pretty good. But you know, and not that it's going to continue. And I think you've seen historically with him, like there is streakiness. I mean, yes. it's a part of his profile. Um, but when he's going, you can it can carry you, and it's kind of showing that. I mean, he did a did a whole lot of carry in the last three games. Um, that's for he sure. He's a hit in every game he's appeared in as a red. And, you know, and the rest of the offense has been sluggish. Yeah. I mean, at times, you know, and so they've needed it every bit to be sitting here at 500. Um, there was something that uh, Joey Votto said in the postgame, and we'll get to a lot of that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
which is pretty it's 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 entertainment when you know and the thing is now so on fox you know they're they basically stream these full zooms almost in their post game shows yeah love as a writer yeah i'm sure you do but you know so you can kind of just if you're watching at home you can sit there and if you know Vado's coming on just stick around like you're probably going to enjoy it um it would be dumb thing, to leave it would if, like you have any interest yeah i mean it be it's the one thing that i wanted to point out before i bring in some of the audio and some of the funnier stuff he said was i, I the question was about something about getting back to 500 being a thing or whatever and he took a long time to think about it as he often does on some, some things but he was just his, his immediate point was one that sort of we've been saying here in in over when people get into early and freaking out because of a short season it's i mean 16 teams it's just there's just a lot of teams that are going to get in the playoffs and so to lose it over you know a, a short stretch in in the previous format maybe would have been valid but in this current one two and five to five i mean the reds are in the play they're more than in the playoffs i mean they're they're solid in the playoffs right now in one sixth of the way through um you know of this of this season and so it happens so fast it can happen so quick and when everybody's getting in and like i mentioned at the top when the more important thing if you are going to be entering those series because everybody's there's no buys okay you're gonna be entering those series with those guys pitching you you know you're in a you're where you want to be and there's it, there's really not a ton of differentiation when you can ha- when you can go to that um, between needing to be first or needing to be the last one in in a lot of ways and and I think that was sort of what Vado was was trying to point at that yeah I mean you know sure but a lot of teams are getting in and we're just going to keep playing if we keep playing well and then we'll worry about that at the end yeah you just need to be in the tournament you just need to be in the tournament it doesn't matter who they match up with because whoever they match up with it's it's gray castillo bauer that's who the other team has to match up with it doesn't matter the other part so yeah it's just it's like good luck good luck for all but for all the consternation for all the hand wringing for all the fire this guy fire that guy everybody should go reds stink Ten games in, Reds are five and five in second place. And I mean, you know, it's like it's they're 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 in a fine. And the guys that you really were were questioning, wondering about Vado, Bauer, like your big questions of how are they going to look have looked great, have looked great, and those are the difference makers. Uh, you know that you really needed to show up. Let's talk about Vado real quick, um, if you don't mind, Trent. Joe Vado. Um, I've, I've I've written about him before. You have written about him before. You, you um were asking him about not striking out. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know he hasn't one time right one time um struck out this year. He's hit the ball hard. He's hit home runs. What do we do? You make. Is this don't uh, don't make too much of a small sample size thing, or do you feel like this is more of a big picture um, thing where he does he he this looks sustainable over the course of a season that really matters? We've seen with Joey Votto over his career that he will put his mind to something 
one thing and he can do it. You know, he, that was his goal in 2017 was to not strike out was to cut down on his strikeouts. And he did. And I mean, I'm not saying he, he can put up another 2017 year um, because I just, I, I, I don't see the parallel. I mean, I, I, I see there's just differences, but, but that year. So, Oh, computer stop. So strikeouts in 2016, he struck out 135 times, which was the second most in his career um after 2013 so he struck out a no it was 120 in in in, i'm sorry 2016 135 in 2005 he struck out 83 times in 2017 and that was his goal it's like i'm not going to strike out and that was the year that he puts up a 1032 ops and is second by like fractions of decimal points in the uh in the MVP voting, you know, and it was a toss up between him and 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 John Carlos Stanton. So that year I just remember he had two goals and that was to play every game or to start every game, sorry, and to not strike out. He's put his mind to not strike out this year. Now he's hitting the ball nowhere near as hard as usual or as he has in the past. And last year his hard hit rate, his exit velocity was up over the previous years. I mean, slightly up. Um, This year it's dramatically down, but he's not striking out. And so, like he said, and and I think uh, you either are going to play or have played uh, that, that audio um, that does have consequences, but you know, he's been so good. Even some of his outs, you know, we saw, I think it was in the first couple games, we saw two, line drive double plays where he just he hit it so hard that the first baseman just kind of put his glove out and momentum took him to first base and double up a a runner I mean they were just line drive boom boom three unassisted double plays because he hit it so hard and it was right at somebody I just I just see a Joey Votto that is determined and and incapable of doing a lot of things and so i think it's a great sign i really do and and one they you know one they really needed uh the thing that hasn't changed uh is him being him in interviews so (laughs) i do just for just for entertainment's sake uh there and i'm I'm some of the jokes are in here and, and Joey being Joey. There's also some, I think some of the interesting stuff that touches on a lot of what you're talking about uh, here as well. So here's just kind of the full gamut of, uh, of Joey Votto doing his thing after uh, Monday night's victory um, at great American ballpark. Joey, um, what happened yesterday and then today to, um, to, to get where we were with, with you not feeling well and then being able to play? Yeah, I joked uh, with Jim Day during the post game that I was having TikTok withdrawals. I uh, deleted the app and it broke my heart. Uh, it's hard to recover from that sort of thing. Uh, I just woke up not feeling so good. Uh, not feeling so good maybe from the meal the night before, you know, the meal I had. And uh, we had a noon game and noon game, you know, you're going to try and get there several hours before, prep for it. Uh, we've got two of them plus travel, get your bags ready. So there's a lot of stuff going on 
and I had very little time to um, be able to feel out how I was feeling in the morning. Uh, you know, I, I, I wasn't feeling perfect when I woke up. I informed them, went back to sleep, woke back up, felt so much better. Not an hour after I was awake did I feel like I could have played. Um, but that's the, t- that's the situation we're in. That's, that's most likely the, li- the, most, the, recommended, that's the recommended thing to do. I didn't want to. I probably could have played the back half of the first game and the second game, but clearly they didn't need me, which is great. Um, but um, yeah, then today and yesterday go through the negative tests and yeah, I'm glad to be back. What does it mean for you guys to get back to 500 as a team? Um, I don't know. I mean, we want to win. We play to win. We've got to prove to ourselves we're, we're a talented talented capable team that can that can um win the close games clearly because those the future you know for us to get to where we want to get to there's going to be some close games but i don't know i don't know what 16 teams means you know i don't know you know you i remember i think we all remembered last year the nationals were completely out of it and they won the world series i mean there's tons of examples like that not tons but there are examples like that so i'm not really sure but I think every team's objective is to win as many games as possible. And it was weird being so far behind uh, the division, obviously uh, behind our expectations. Joey, you, uh, you crush that home run ball. And then when you come across home plate, I see a point over to the grounds crew. I know you buy them the noisemakers. How much fun uh, do you have with those guys out there now? Uh, that group is, uh, is our, currently our only support and uh they've always been supportive uh, behind the scenes and now we get to hear them not only that they're the ball uh they're collecting the balls and uh they care and they're in it with us so um you know it felt right and uh, they do a fantastic job taking care of the field i mean this is a really underappreciated part of baseball how much effort uh the grounds crews uh, put into the field, put into everything about making sure that it's safe and make sure it's 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 as high quality as possible. And um, all 30 of them are underappreciated for sure. We love ours. Joey, you've only struck out once this year. Is that something you've been conscious of not striking out? I know that was a goal a couple of years ago and, and you did a good job of that as well. I didn't, I, I didn't, so last year I had a rough time with that and uh, I promised myself I wouldn't do that this year. And um, <clears throat> we'll see. It's early, but um, it has been a priority of mine. It's a delicate balance because you don't want to put too many balls in play, risking getting on base via the walk or, um, or putting in poor play, balls in play that you probably shouldn't be swinging at, that you can't hit a double, triple, or homer on. So yeah, no, it's a uh, it's a fine line. I'm playing a little bit with uh, with fire, putting too many balls in play, but uh, early in the count. But in t- with two strikes, um, that is most certainly has been an adge- objective of mine for sure. Yeah, you know, I don't. Uh, I'm not in the stage of my career where I'm hitting the ball as hard as Mustakis and and uh, Suarez. And certainly we've got a roster full of guys like that, but I can do other things. And, and you know, I, this is one of the adjustments I've made in my career. Joey, what'd you think of the fan cutouts on the stand? Certainly gave the stadium a different look. 
are those are those people did it, like uh obviously they're real people but are those uh well they're not real people but obviously they're pictures of real people um are they did they pay for them i i don't really know the start background fundraiser for the community fund you can purchase them and the money goes to oh tremendous so how about i buy an entire section and it's just my face it's like a hundred pictures of me okay is that a good idea mm -hmm. would that be weird a little weird. All right. Okay. Let's get Charlie Frank on the horn. How much is that going to cost me? $70,000? Oh, my God. All right. I'll take six sections. <laughs> Everyone, have a good night. Here's here's what I here's what I like about this Trent. Go, like list the things you like. I need I now need the section of Joey Votto. 100%. Like, I need this. 100%. It has to happen. We have to have the whole section of all Votto's. And we, I mean, if there's a way to put it right by near him, I, I, he probably wouldn't mind being up in like the sun moon deck. He feels like a sun moon deck guy, Does. you know? And like, I <laughs> want, maybe like, I want like all different photos, not just one, not the same, like, Hey, this is me. This is my, like, you know, the scoreboard shot. I want Mountie. I want him yeah, in the definitely. donkey costume. I want, oh, yeah. I want like, <laughs> You know, I want like, perfect game. Seventeen-year-old Joey Votto. Yes, that's a good one. Yeah. Um, now he has told stories, and I've never seen it. I've never seen pictures of it. But he says in the minors, he was um, influenced by Bronson Arroyo, and had cornrows at one point. Oh, I want cornrow Joey Votto. We all want <laughs> cornrow Joey Votto. That is great. And, and like, oh, wow. you know, even now, like, you see pictures of 2010, and you're like, oh, Joey had hair. You know? I want MVP Joey Votto in a tux. MVP's, yeah, Sports Illustrated cover Joey Votto. Yeah. And, like, yeah, it, it's, I, I think this is just fantastic. And, like, I don't know. I, I wouldn't put it past him to do it. it it's, it's. And maybe put uh, Donald the donkey in there somewhere. Uh, the, the donkey buffer <laughs> Zach Cozart. Look, if as long as, you know, people that still want cutouts can get them and all the money goes to the community fund, I see no problem with filling the stadium with Vados. Oh, man. None. none. And, like, <laughs> just, the, just the thing, like, they're, they're $75 a piece. So, like, I think he was uh, given a, a, a wrong quote on how much it was. The decimal point was off I would one. Like, 70 grand? Okay, give me six of those. That's the best part. He's like, oh, 70 grand? All right. That's, uh, you yeah. know, that's 4,200. Jump change. Yeah. It, I love it. It, 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 it was so fantastic. So let's, let's, let's do it. Let's, Trent, I'm going I'm to ask you to do some, some, some work in Joey Votto's ear. Um, and just make sure he knows all of these ideas um, that we are – putting out there that we that we need you know it is it is something man we do i, I i'm going to be disappointed i think the world the baseball world is going to be disappointed if uh this does not happen. <laughs> this doesn't happen and look the man got a donkey for another man that's this is thing. nothing on the scale of joey Votto craziness okay i mean that's the thing he is <laughs> if if there's one person like i can see people saying this but I also see people who follow through. Joey Votto is a man who follows through. He's not going to strike <laughs> he out. He's going to have a hundred cutouts of himself. 
That's yes. He's, he's gonna he's gonna, gonna buy wear a, a Canadian Mountie costume. He's gonna buy a man a donkey. He's gonna have six sections of himself like that. That's just the way he operates. If, if twelve years of Joey Votto has taught us nothing else, it's the man will commit to a bit. There is nothing the guy likes like more any than a Canadian, bit. Like any proper Canadian comic. You know what I mean? Committing. It's what it's all about. God bless Canada. Oh, the home of so many great comedians. Oh, yeah. And unfortunately. Honestly, I'm going to say I, Canadian comedy, I think, is. I don't, I don't know if it's underrated because I think people that understand know how great it is. Canadian comedy, to me, is maybe the best in the world. I, I think it's just hysterical. I don't know why, but it, whatever it is about up there just hits me just right. But it's fantastic. That's because you're a good-natured, like, good-hearted person. And oh, I yeah. love Canada. I like some good, good, you know, good-hearted comedy. That's what I, that's what I like. I like extraneous yeah. yous, so that's why I like Canada. <laughs> that's what you're talking about. Let's, uh, let's go to – can I talk to you about um, – Poutine? Real quick. The team. Oh, I, I was going to say poutine. I said poutine. Oh, yeah. Well, I... Wait. I'm not like... It's Wait. okay. It, it's, I am not going to disparage poutine. It's I french fries, on the gravy, and cheese curds. All, all those things are amazing. Yeah, it's very... It's, it's a bit heavy. And <laughs> that's kind of why I'm it's not cold. Like, over the top. It's cold, Paul. Yeah, it's it's a little. It's just you a need heavy. hearty food like, in Canada. I, I was not going to say anything bad about poutine. I was just going to say that I, you know, if you're we've been friends for a long it, time, but okay this is where it. I draw the line. I am okay with poutine. I do not have a problem okay with it. It is not at the top of my list because it's a it's a touch heavy. That's all. Why has it got to be like this? I didn't know that this was the thing that would set you up. I've said way worse things than this. No, you haven't. You take that back. <laughs> I mean, I'm not even against it. I didn't even come out against it. Um, oh, man. I was going to ask you about Nate Jones. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but it feels out of place now. But I will anyway. I don't know if a lot of people know his story is why. And, um, and I think people maybe would watch – uh, Monday night's game and say, Hey, what, uh, what's the deal with it? Who is this Nate Jones guy? Like, is, what's going on here? I mean, it's, it, he was been with the white Sox organization his entire career, but he's from, he's from, uh, Falmouth and went to played at NKU. But I mean, his story is kind of interesting. I mean, he's, he's older. And so people are like, kind of like, where did this guy come from? Why did he suddenly become available and end up with the Reds? Well, injuries. That's yeah. that's the the main thing, but I mean, like, yeah, he's been really he's been a really good reliever. He was on the uh, you know World Baseball Classic. He was he was in for the U.S. team that won gold. He was on that team because he was such a good middle relief guy. He was so dominant. You know, he has that funky arm motion. He's throwing ninety seven, ninety eight. Yeah, since the start of two thousand five. He has a 2.68 ERA with 168 strikeouts, 144 and two-thirds innings with a 1.09 whip. That's good. Like, yeah. he, you know, this was this was one of those things where the Reds said, they, they signed him to a non-roster deal. So it was like, if he's healthy, he's not just 
you know, a guy that could help us. He is a guy that will help us if he's healthy. And he will be used in the eighth inning. We're seeing that. You know, in the pecking order, this guy's really high. And we saw why. To to, to do what he did to Francisco Lindor, um, that, that, was a, that was a really impressive inning. Um, even though he hit, hit the first guy, um, you get the infield single on a really bad hop um, that, that Freddie Galvis uh, was able to stop but, but not get the out. And, and, then, and then you get Tucker Barnhart to make a fantastic play on, on one of those really tough pitches that Nate Jones throws. And then to get those strikeouts, uh, it was really impressive. And, and Nate Jones is a guy who can be really, really good. Yeah, and that was going to be my question was is after that and putting him in that spot in the first place and then seeing that, I mean, that huge out against Lindor in particular, is that a sign, you know, is that a sign of things to come? And it sounds like you're saying it probably is of, of this guy, especially in a team that's looking for answers in the relief corps. Uh, you know, maybe maybe he's one of them. Yeah, no, um, David Bell has said since Nate Jones took made the team that he is part of the back of our bullpen, you know, um, especially with the, with the start that Michael Lorenzen got off to. He was, Michael Lorenzen was seventh inning last night. Nate Jones was eighth. And, 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 and there's a lot to be said there. Um, that, that guy, when he is, when he's on, he is really, really good. And I, I think that's a, just another added, added benefit. Yeah, uh, we shall see. Uh, so we've got uh, more games this week. Hopefully, um, hopefully, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully, game more games are played across the league uh, than we unless are canceled than we saw. Of course, not off to a great start with that. Um, but you know, St. Louis has become the latest. Um, yeah, like I think uh, Philly played their fourth game of the season last night. Yeah, and Marlins are two and one, hanging tight. I mean, it's it, it's good it, winning you know, percentage. Just look when when you can play them, play them, try to win them, and after that, just day to day, like all the rest of us in life right now, just day to day, man. Except unlike the Cardinals, we aren't at a haunted hotel. Yeah, <laughs> stuck at a haunted hotel. Yeah, it's like some kind of reality show. Yeah, <laughs> Ghost Hunters, oh, St. Louis Cardinals edition. Yeah, you don't want that. Uh, all right, well, uh, we will be we'll be back next week, of course. Uh, all the stuff that you know, all the Reds content is uh, is humming over on the on the site. So uh, go over to the Athletic. Um, if you click through any of it, forty percent off right now. Forty percent off um, a yearly subscription. Um, it's a great deal. I highly recommend it. I um, do too. You know, yeah, <laughs> for our you know our well being, um, but yeah, honestly, I you know I, I don't think you will be uh, I don't think you will be disappointed. We we do our best to make sure you're not. So I uh, hope everybody uh, thanks everybody for listening, and uh, we will talk to you next time on WARP in Cincinnati. Ooh. Ooh.